And we are live here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. What's up, guys? Nick Scripp here on the P2W Fantasy Podcast. Now in June, as we're getting closer and closer to this NFL season. Uh, pretty excited about the show here today. Um, been a guy that uh, I've talked to for a bit, and we've been talking about linking up and and finally got things uh, together here. So before we talk about anything football-related, I want to make sure that I introduce my guest to uh, my left or right, however your screen shows him. But uh, TD, you got uh, over a 1,000 subs on YouTube. Uh, where I see you all the time, uh, just because I'm on there a lot too, is, is TikTok. Just plug in video after video after video. Um, I, I like the, the the phrase, like I said what I said when you're talking about a player and you come out with some strong takes, man, uh, on Twitter as well. Um, can you tell everybody, uh, actually, I want to say this beforehand too. A lot, a lot of podcasts always want to, um, you know, go out and get like a celebrity to come interview on their show. And what 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 I like to do is just like get guys like you who are doing the same thing I'm doing, just like fucking grinding all the time. And that's what I respect about you, man. Uh, I, I see you just hustling nonstop. So I'm, I'm glad I got you on the show. So tell everybody where we can find you for one. And then for two, just talk about what you usually do. Cause I know you, you're always uh, working. Yeah. So you can find me on any social media platform, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and also, I have, as far as a Patreon, I didn't do Patreon. I went to OnlyFans, and let me let me uh, explain that real quick. Uh, everybody was doing Patreon. Um, I was starting off on YouTube. I needed to do something different, right? It was a brand marketing uh, brand marketing strategy. So I went to OnlyFans. It's actually really great. I'm, I'm very personable with my subscribers, so they can actually hear me talk, and I can give them uh, content on Sunday morning, yeah. five, 10 minutes before the lineups lock. And I can say, hey, no, man, take him out. So that's why I like OnlyFans. I think Patreon does that, too. But, uh, yes, man, so uh, I, I play football um, ever since, I, like, peewees. So I always love um, football. And then um, fantasy football, I got into fantasy football about five years ago. I was just doing it for fun. And yeah. I started watching YouTube to win, you know, as I got in and started playing for money, I started watching YouTube content. And uh, I thought I was just as good as some of the guys, the content they was giving. They kind of gave what I thought was cookie cutter content. Like, yeah. and I always say D-Hop, Julio Jones, that was everybody's favorite two receivers for years. And I'm like, I know to play those guys, but what about the guys on my bench? What about when I'm drafting the last five rounds? And so I thought that was a great target market to attack, and I did. So I talk about a lot of sleepers, guys that you can pick up off the waiver wire, man. And I feel like that's my my true niche. Yeah. And I, I see you, uh, you know, just, just from a TikTok perspective, you're, uh, you're not just talking about, you know, the guy that everybody's talking about all the time. You're, you're sometimes covering guys that people seem to be against or out on and, and you're telling people why, and you give the whys. And I, for me too, you know, I'm not a big, like drop a hot take and just like throw it out there. You're too low on, on TD or Nick script. I I'm like you, I'm just like, here's, here's the why. And I feel like yeah. you do that really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I try to do, man. Um, yeah. Because, you know, fantasy, if you look, look at the league winners. Look at like Jamar Chase, J Joe Burrow. Look at Rashad Penny. Um, yeah. Look at those type of guys, man. Those are the guys that win you the leagues, not the Kyler Marys, not the guys that carried you there. But you need to be able to make a waiver while you move, while you're in the playoffs or to get to the playoffs. And those guys are not consensus guys. Those are guys that are deep waiver wire stashes that you stash yeah. all year long, right? Um, so it's like rookie players. That's why yeah. I talk about a lot of rookie players. So yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I try to explain why you should go and stash. Um, uh, you know, a guy that's maybe not highly uh talented out of or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because that that's uh what pushes people over the edge in, in their league and gives them a, a separation. So that, that's a, that's a good call there. Uh, what we got going on today is a mailbag uh, episode. So, you know, it's easy to talk about, not easy, but a lot of people are talking about, you know, the NFL draft and sleepers and bus and rankings right now, which is great, but it's nice to get uh, a mailbag episode thrown in there every now and then because we're answering questions other people want to know and it, it kind of mixes up the topics. So I, I like this, uh, this sort of show for today. So me and TD are going to do that, but uh, as always, this uh, podcast is partnered up with the Fantasy Points Media Group. Go check out fantasypoints.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code P2W22. It's a one-stop shop for everything fantasy-related. And uh, if you guys are tuning in right now, stick with us. It's going to be a great show. Uh, I play the win, no fear to get. I feel what I 
can't forgive I go all in this time, yeah, I won't regret I'll pick the best on trip, they don't understand I play to win, yeah, I play to win, I play to win Yeah, yeah, I play to win, I play to win Oh, I play to win, I play to win Yeah, yeah, I play to win, I play to win All right, all right. So, uh, mailbag episode today. Uh, we'll throw the questions on the screen. If you guys are tuning in, you can head over to the YouTube channel and uh, throw a question in there for us, and we'll 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 put it on the screen here. But uh, we got people in there ready. What's up, Nick Scrib? What's up, Alberto? That's Busta. All right. Um, hey, TD. If you would disagree with something I say, throw it out there. I know you're not going to hesitate, but uh, we'll have some different uh, opinions here. But uh, first question here uh, from at the boys underscore 22, AKA my, my co-host from this past season. But he asks, who do you draft in redraft Mark Andrews or Stefan Diggs?" So this is an interesting question. So I'll throw out just a, a couple things and you give me your answer. So here's just some quick, quick stats and facts about these two guys. So wide receiver seven for Stefan Diggs this past season. He was wide receiver three, the season prior this season, number five in targets, number seven in routes run number two in air yards, number eight in receptions, seven, in receiving yards, seven and receiving touchdowns. Really good route runner, number two in total route wins. He's competing with Gabriel Davis, Jameson Crowder for the other wide receivers. Mark Andrews on the other side, tight end six in 2020. Uh, this past season, tight end one. Um, he uh, averaged 17.8 fantasy points. He was number one in a lot of things. Targets, target share, air yards, deep targets, red zone targets, receptions, receiving yards, all for the tight end position. Uh, Hollywood Brown is gone. Him and Rashad Bateman kind of operating. So, TD, you are on the clock, man. Who, who do you pick and why? Okay, so first of all, it's the league rules dependent. Tight end premium. If it's tight end premium and it's not just because I, I got a league where I don't do a half a point. I actually do a whole point premium. If it's yeah. whole point premium, it's easy. It's Mark Andrews because he has the opportunity to be the number one tight end. Yes, Travis Kelsey. Everybody knows what Travis Kelsey is, but Mark Andrews, is evolving with Lamar Jackson. And I feel like that he's younger, so I feel like he can take more value with being healthy than a Travis Kelsey. I'm not trying to predict the injury with Travis Kelsey, but it just yeah. seems like he's been doing it a long, long time. Kind of like Derrick Henry. Nobody predicted that injury, but you could kind of feel he's been doing this for a long time. So if an injury comes, it is what it is. So I just feel great about Mark Andrews being the number one tight end. So in, the, in a tight end premium league, I'm taking Mark Andrews. Now, if it's not tight end premium, it's easy. It's Stephon Diggs all day. That's a that's a top 10 wide receiver just walking, right? So yeah. he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver easily. So I'm taking Stephon Diggs unless it's a tight end premium league. Yeah, I'm with you with the with the league settings. I think that's huge. I think that's something people need to pay attention to. I was on a show with uh, Scott Barrett last week, TJ Calkins. We were talking about uh, um, dynasty startups and just understanding the the settings. Um, the one thing with me, I'm a big I'm a big Stefan Diggs guy. Like I, I I think I had him as my number one receiver going into the league. That was wrong, obviously. Uh, right now, if I had to rank him for next season, I think he's probably around somewhere between three and five for me. I, I, th I think he's right around that that range. The only thing that I'm kind of juggling is like when I'm thinking of the positional depth. So like uh, Mark Andrews, like how many guys can could be Mark Andrews next season? It, it's, it's Kelsey for me. Kyle Pitts is probably another guy that might be yeah. able to perform like that. Yeah. Uh, Kittle, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about, you know, how high he can finish. You know, I don't, I don't know if Kittle can be the number one overall. But um, the wide receivers, though, I can say, like, who can perform like Stefan Diggs? I'd probably say, like, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, yeah. Jamar Chase, maybe Devontae Adam, De yeah. uh, you know, depending on how he does. Maybe A.J. Brown, maybe C.D. Lamb. So I think I kind of lean M Mark Andrews just because I feel like not a, a ton of guys can have that overall one finish, whereas wide receivers so deep that, like, 12 guys might be able to finish his that, but uh, I think it can kind of go e e either way. This is, a, this is a tight one, though. I think you can't go either way with this. Yeah, you can. Um, and it, I, I'm not going to pick Mark Andrews over Stefan Diggs in like a regular format, regular PPR, but um, I actually do like George Kittle. And so yeah. if somebody taking Mark Andrews in the first round, I'm not going to reach for him that high. Yeah. Um, I actually love George Kittle. The reason why, man, they have a young quarterback, and you know. Who's a, a young quarterback favorite friend on the field? It's a tight end. Yeah. So yeah. I, I actually do like George Kittle. I think George Kittle could get hyper targeted this year. But, you know, like I but going back to Mark Andrews, yes, I do believe that uh, Mark Andrews in a tight end premium league, I would take him over Stephon Diggs. That's the only way I would do that. Yeah. Coach Craig in the uh, the chat, we got a quick question too from uh, my buddy Kenny. He, he asked, 
what do you do if you have Baker? So you have Baker Mayfield, I'm assuming in a, in a dynasty league. Um, for me, if it's a super flex league, you just, you're just stashing them um, on your bench. Personally, I think because no one's going to pay you anything that's going to be worth anything right now for, for one, one quarterback league though, dynasty, I, I don't see a, a huge reason to roster him uh, just because you probably only need a roster like two like maybe pushing maybe three quarterbacks in a one quarterback league. So I don't think he needs to be rostered there with super flex stashing because somebody's going to offer you like a fourth for him right now. But what do you, what do you think TD? Um, I, it's a quarterback. So in single quarterbacks league, yeah, I'm not ready. I'm not keeping them. Um, it's too many other good quarterbacks out there, but in super flex, I'm stashing them. I'm not trying to sell him into he builds some value and yeah. guys, I trust that he can build value. Baker Mayfield can deliver in the pocket. That's why he started as a rookie. But when you have an injury and you try to play through it to try to prove people like you some type of big, I, I can play through injuries, he ruined his own value by doing that. People don't understand. That. They think this is Baker. You know, Baker has never played this bad. So it was just him playing through the injury. So this guy, if he goes to Seattle with DK and Tyler Lockett, uh-oh. Nah. Yeah. Uh-oh. That, that That's a huge value shift. And timing is everything in Dynasty because the minute – that we all get the sleeper notification or Adam Schefter, whoever, you know, tweets out, hey, Baker's ba Baker's heading to Seattle. That value today versus tomorrow when that is, you know, when it's announced, two very different things. You got to play Dynasty that way. Um, yeah. All right. So we got the next question from uh, my guy, Zach, uh, at FF Chalupa Batman. He says, or he asks, do you prefer Elijah Moore or Garrett Wilson in Dynasty? So some more Quick facts, and we'll go to TD on this, but uh, Wilson was the 10th overall pick in the first round this season, uh, heading into this season. Uh, Elijah Moore, the season prior, was the 34th overall pick in the second round. Wilson, uh, Garrett Wilson, sophomore breakout for Ohio State, yards per route run in 2020 and 2021. Super good, great separator. Maybe in this class, the safest wide receiver, some people have said. Elijah Moore, we know, uh, super productive in college. I mean, his... his his uh, final season, he, he averaged like over 10 uh, catches a game. It was insane. Almost 150 receiving yards per game. Um, several 20-point fantasy weeks. His rookie year with multiple Jets quarterbacks. Uh, week 7 through 13, he was the wide receiver 3 overall behind only Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. But this is an interesting question because a lot of people have been asking, like, who's the wide receiver 1? Who's the wide receiver 2? But for Dynasty, which of these two guys do you prefer? Elijah Moore all day. Yes, and sir. The reason is because he's a known commodity. Listen, I I, I watch Gary Wilson. He's a, he's a he's a he's got a lot of talent. But Elijah Moore, his route running is certain guys. It's like ten guys in the league, like Stephon Diggs. Their route run is so tight and quick that I know it's going to translate over to the pro game. Elijah Moore, man, even AJ Brown. If and I, I like to listen to play speak because players they have pride, so they're not just going to say it got better than them just to say it. Yeah. But uh, A.J. Brown said Elijah Moore was better. Now, A.J. Brown is built like a tank. But Elijah Moore route running is way better than D.K. and A.J. Brown. And the reason why I say those two guys because they played on the same team. Elijah Moore came from Ole Miss, too. So his route running is impeccable. If he – if Mike White stays in here, I think Elijah Moore is a, what, a top 15 wide receiver probably. But Mike White went out and they put uh, Zach Wilson back in and he couldn't hyper target Elijah Moore because he's too young. He don't know how to hyper target a guy. He's so he was just throwing the ball downfield. So I'm I think Elijah Moore to me, I would trust him more than Garrett Wilson. But I think Garrett Wilson will be an OK guy in this uh, offense. But Elijah Moore is the slot guy. And in PPR, I want the guy with the most targets. And I think Elijah Moore to have more targets than him this year. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. I'm I'm uh, an Elijah Moore stand. Like that's one of my guys. If I had to make a list of like five of my guys, he's he's one of them. Um, Garrett Wilson, uh, very very good. Um, this past two seasons, this season he was great too. Um, Elijah Moore though, I I feel like people kind of sleep on you know the college season he came off of, mm -hmm. and then also that he performed at a very very high level with a bunch of different guys, and you don't see that with like rookie wide receivers them ball out with like three different, four different quarterbacks. And we yeah. saw that. And I, you know, I, I'll be interested to see which of these two guys is going to be in the slot. Who's going to be outside. Maybe they, they switch off a bit. That's what I think they'll do. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaning Elijah Moore just because I've seen him at an elite level. I've seen him multiple weeks as a top three wide receiver. 
Garrett Wilson, I think, is going to come in and get a ton of targets, too. I think there's some pressure on Zach Wilson, though. Like you said, he's got to support these guys because now he has a system, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I like Zach Wilson. I actually liked him as being the best quarterback out of this draft last year, but he needs to be broken down. It might take him a little bit longer to develop. So I don't know if he can handle two top 24 wide receivers. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, obviously, Dynasty, um, these two look really good. And if the system continues to get better and better, I mean, they got two good running backs as well. Uh, their their defense is improving. I, I'm you know one guy I'm kind of curious about is uh, like Corey Davis, how he's going to work yeah, in the system me because too. me too, bro. Because he, he he came in, you know, probably thinking I'm I'm the guy. Yeah. Now they draft another guy, and Corey Davis was was banged up when Elijah Moore was going off, but you can't take that away from Elijah Moore. But now he was thinking at once, like, you know, I'm the guy. Now Elijah Moore looks pretty good. And now Garrett Wilson's a first-round draft pick. So it'll be interesting to see about Corey Davis. You you like Davis, or is it kind of hard to uh, predict him now? It's kind of hard to predict him. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Corey Davis. I don't know if they put him in the slot. I don't know what they do. I think they they bring Garrett Wilson along slow. And let Corey Davis kind of just be the guy until Garrett Wilson can overtake him. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Matt Galloway in the chat saying what's up. And uh, also Coach Craig bringing up uh, LaFleur, which interesting there. Uh, let's yeah, get bro, bro. Yeah, let's, there we go. All right. Let's go to the next question here. So uh, at FF Tyler O, this is an interesting question too because – Again, like I feel like a lot of our like dynasty hats are on, you know, when the NFL draft happens, and then we got to start kind of shifting now to redraft a bit because you know some guy might look good three years from now, but we got to think about this season coming up. But he asks best rookie wide receiver to have for fantasy in twenty twenty two, and that's a good question because some people might say, well, dynasty, I prefer this guy over the rest of them, while other people might say, you know, I I want this guy in 2022 because I know he's going to have a role right away, but uh, out of this rookie class, I mean, this, this question can go a lot of different ways. So who who stands out to you, man, Uh, is somebody who's going to be that guy for, for this season. It's Christian Watson. And when I watched all the rookie wide receivers, just the, like the highly talented guys, maybe not guys like the bottom guys, but the highly talented guys uh, up in the front, I thought Christian Watson was way past them is because of the speed. Now, listen, the game back in the day, a guy that had was a better route runner would probably be a better wide receiver in the pros. But now you can't really touch the guys. And so speed kills. If you can't touch a guy for only five yards, it's hard to stop that. And I believe with Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball, putting it on the ropes, yeah, he might drop a few. He will be a high drop guy. He will be that. But he might drop one or two, but he might take two of them 60. So if you play in a league where bonuses come with longer touchdowns, I love Christian Watson. Now, there's other guys that I believe that would get more targets. So if you wanted to go somewhere else because it's PPR, I get it. Chris Olave, somebody like that, right? But Christian Watson is a big play guy, and I like big play guys like Jamar Chase. That's why Jamar Chase won your leagues. Cooper Cup had 22. Jamar Chase had what, 50 that last week? Yeah. That means you that week almost automatically. I lost in the championship game to Jamar Chase. So I believe Christian Watson can be that type of guy in fantasy. So I, I think Christian Watson is the best rookie to get. And he's, I mean, if you look at a guy like him, there's probably there's probably that chance he can end up busting because he didn't have the highest of college profiles. But we're looking at a guy, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, we don't know who he's throwing the ball to. So if he ends up being the guy year one, that's very different than the rest of these guys. Like a guy like Sky Moore, everybody loves Sky Moore, but Sky Moore might be behind Kelsey and Juju. We're not, we're not sure. I mean, maybe he's ahead of Juju. We're, we're not sure. But Watson, mm-hmm. you can't look at that system and say, I know Alan Lazard is going to be the wide receiver one, or I know Amari Rogers or Randall Cobb or Robert Tunyon is going to lead in target. <laughs> I mean, it's to me, it's probably like Aaron Jones. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, yes, I think it's Aaron Jones yeah. too. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, Christian Watson is interesting. It's very, very interesting. Um, do you, do you think for that Packers system, do you think he'll lead in targets or do you think he'll just have the most like upside because of Aaron Rodgers? Uh, he won't lead in targets, but he have the most upside because of Aaron Rodgers in the deep ball. Yeah. Yeah. The, that you is- know, if you, if you watch Aaron Rodgers, man, he manipul- he manipulates the safety really good. That's what he did for MVS. 
Yeah. So I believe Christian Watson is better than MVS right now. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a good point too because if you say like he might have a similar role but he's going to be more effective, yeah. then then that's interesting because in my opinion MVS is not super efficient, you know, with exactly. what he got. I mean, he was very he, he's got four big plays he could have made and he makes one of them, you know, yeah. whereas, whereas Christian Watson maybe makes make three of them. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Um, you know, who the the guys that came to came to mind for me um just because I feel like uh oh we got uh, Coach Craig said Lazard also skipped OTAs, which is interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with that. Maybe he wants some more cash. I don't know. Um, guys that came to mind, obviously, were like Traylon Burks and like Drake London, just because I feel like they um, they have an opportunity year one right away. The thing is, like my issue. So I, I'm a I like Drake London. I know he's not the 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 big speedster guy. Some of these other guys, but like what he did in his final season. And, you know, the elite breakout age and he had great target share and what he was doing with with the ball. I mean, for me, he was a wide receiver one before the draft for me. Um, but now I'm looking at the system and it's him and Kyle Pitts. And, yeah. and I look at everybody else around them. You know, Russell Gage is gone. We got yeah. Zacchaeus, Auden Tate. If I look at this list of guys and say, who can have 120 targets? Drake London's the guy that comes to mind is because the system just allows him to. Mm -hmm. Even Traylon Burks, like, Traylon Burks is taking the AJ Brown role, but mm -hmm. he's still got like Robert Woods there. He's still got Austin Hooper there. I mean, who, who could be good? Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I think I lean Traylon. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I think I lead Drake London. My big question mark is the quarterback situation. But I, I'm just looking at who has the highest ceiling for for uh, for targets. I guess yes. that's where I lean. Um, to go back to your point, uh, Max said in the chat. Uh, Romeo uh, Dobbs is a sneaky playing Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay, another uh, rookie wide receiver. What TD? What's your What's your thoughts on Drake London? Though I'm I'm curious. Yes, I, and I was going to speak on him, man. You're right. He's going to probably be have the most catches of any rookie wide receiver. But what's the touchdowns and what's the big plays? Right. Um, yeah. I believe he could just be in PPR. He could be a, the safest, has the best floor of any rookie wide receiver. But to me, if I'm going to go rookie wide receiver at that point of the draft, I want a guy that just has more upside. But yeah. I agree with what you're saying. Drake London, I wouldn't dare try to say that Crystal Watson is going to catch more balls than him because he's not. But can he finish with more yards, more touchdowns? I think so, especially with Kyle Pitts being there. Who do you think that they're going to target in the uh, green zone for us when they're throwing it? I think they were going to try to get Kyle Pitts 10 touchdowns this year. And then Drake London – they he'd be second fiddle to that, right? That's what I feel yeah. like. Yeah, and uh, you know, you brought up a good point too. Like, you know, are they going to be scoring a lot? Because if if they're not in the red zone a ton, the Falcons, because maybe the quarter quarterback plays not the best, their offense isn't the best. How many opportunities are they going to have? And if it's a smaller amount, now you got you know London and Pitts going up for these opportunities. Mm -hmm. If it was yes. a, a great offense and they're always in the red zone, they're, you know, the Rams or something that's different, but the Falcons, maybe they're not there a lot. Maybe they're exactly. like the Jaguars who were like never there last year. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, you know, like uh, Traylon Burks again mentioned in the chat, I, I agree to that, like a uh, target share. I, I don't know if he's, you know, going to be sniff 120. I think they projected him on ESPN uh, Burks at like one, 106 or something like that. But uh, it'll be interesting. I, I'm trying to think, we talked about Garrett Wilson already. We talked about Burks. We talked, talked about Watson. Um, I think I think uh, you know Jameson Williams is a guy I like a lot, but he he might not be ready right away. He's got a pretty high ceiling, but he might not be ready for the first couple of weeks. So we might be kind of limited on who we expect to have the most out of from that that year one. But uh, that's a that's a good question. Yep. Next question here uh, in Harm's Way nineteen, a guy Dan, uh, you're on the clock. Who is the running back you take based on ADP? And he lists them. Dobbins running back 19, Akers running back 20, Etienne running back 23. And to be honest, the, the ADP right here is pretty close. So it's not like uh, we're talking about like a 10 spot difference, but uh, three interesting guys, TD. I mean, Dobbins coming off the injury, Akers came back. He just won a Super Bowl, a little shaky when he came back, but uh, he did have a fast recovery. And then Etienne, we didn't get to see it all play last year, just like Dobbins, but he, uh, we never got to see him in the league at all. But uh, what, what's your thoughts here? Who do you who do you lean out of these three? I like ETN. It's now the the ADP is not that big of a difference, but I'm always about value when it comes to running backs because I'm a I'm kind of a zero RB guy, and when I say zero RB guy, 
I don't like getting people sloppy seconds in uh, the late rounds, right? Of people running backs today, they want like I'm not, I don't want to take David Montgomery in with the eighth or ninth pick, right? So if I could get Etn and Faye Akers and Dobbins, I would do that. Et, I'm fine with that because both of these guys, all three of these guys, are had injuries. Yeah. I'd rather go with Etn. He's younger. Um, I haven't seen him on the field. So that me, I would say ETN Acres. I believe he's gonna get better, man. But it was Achilles injuries. Dobbins, they saying that he's not even gonna be ready for the beginning of of training camp. So it's just kind of ETN out of the lesser of two Eagles. So ETN for me has been a guy that that I've actually been targeting everywhere this offseason. Uh, I've been trying to get him on as many teams as possible because I. I know we we haven't seen him play in the league yet, but you know we know the connection with Trevor Lawrence. I think he had he had over a hundred receptions as a running back, and we talk about all these guys that are coming into the league, and you know this guy caught fifty balls, this guy caught sixty balls. Yeah, they don't compare to Etienne in college, and he was with the same quarterback that he is with now. We know for PPR, look at Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, he, he's probably the closest like to try to push into that category. You know, uh, you know, out of this group of running backs that we're looking at right here, um, yeah. uh, you brought up a good point with Dobbins because you know Dobbins was originally my choice, um, just because you know following you know in, in his rookie season when he started playing fifty percent of the snaps, uh, weeks eleven through seventeen he averaged seventeen points. He was going off, uh, yeah. and then he got hurt. But one thing that stands out to me too is uh, this past season, Devonta Freeman, running back ten in week nine, running back nine in week eleven, running back nine in week thirteen. He had three games of five-plus catches, which is what we want out of Dobbins. So, you know, what Freeman was doing and the opportunities that he was getting made me excited for Dobbins, Mm. and and Dobbins was my answer for this. But you bring up a good point because if this is redraft and he's not ready right away, now I'm a little iffy. Yeah, yeah, I I can't do it, especially with running backs. Man, they volatile, and you can't get mad. If, if you draft a running back and he goes down, you can't get mad, man. It's, it's football. It's running back. So, to me, what's the opportunity cost? Drafting ETN at the, with the RB23, it's going. I, I can afford that. If he goes down, that's fine. But I think this year he has all the opportunities. they got a new coaching regime. Um, I don't think Snoop Connor or even James Robinson is going to be healthy enough to take, like, snaps from him. So I, I think ETN is a great uh, guy to try to see what he got on the field. The other guys I kind of know, and I, I just rather take ETN. Yeah, I think uh, I think I I'm as of right now today I probably lean him as well. I'm I'm not a big in all honesty I'm not a big I'm not a big Acres guy, and I'm not going to say he's a bust or anything. I just I've never been like given a great reason to rank him like the way that some of the fantasy community has ranked yeah. acres in the past but yeah. Dobbins if they say tomorrow like Dobbins is looking great he's gonna be ready week one then I might start leaning that way just because I, I know the the power of the Ravens running back and people will yes. say like Lamar Jackson takes away stuff not really though if you think about it um so I might you know lean that way but uh, it'll be interesting to see who's healthy because like you said too all three of these guys were, were banged up the last year or two. So uh, health is, health is uh, I know it's corny, but health is wealth for fantasy, man. You want these guys on the field. So um, we'll go to the yeah, next yes, one. Here. Uh, at Nathan GN, how are you valuing Pittsburgh skill players this year with new quarterback or potentially even half a season of Trubisky and half a season of Pickett? So this is a big question uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers because we know that um, Trubisky was brought in to be the guy, but maybe not because they drafted another guy who went to Pittsburgh himself for college. And, uh, now we're, now we're looking at a, a different list of wide receivers because in the past it was Deontay Johnson. It was Juju. It was James Washington and Chase Claypool. I mean, Claypool uh, above Washington, of course, yes. but looking at the team now though, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, they bring in George Pickens who, it's a pretty good wide receiver, and they have a a good young tight end in Pat Fryermuth. So, uh, this is interesting. How how do you? I mean, I I, I kind of know where I'm looking at. I'll, I'll give you where they're being drafted right now. But uh, Deontay Johnson, uh, ADP from Fantasy Pros, uh, wide receiver 14. Chase Claypool, wide receiver 44. George Pickens, wide receiver 68. So, what, what's your approach to this this group? So. I like Deontay because he gets targeted, right? That's that feels very safe in PPR. But 
I don't think his touchdown upside is good enough for me, especially with Big Ben being gone. So the first player that I'm targeting on this team is Najee Harris because why? They got young quarterbacks. They got new quarterbacks. So I love Najee Harris. By the way, guys, uh, not part of the question, uh, Najee Harris is my RB1. But I also like Claypool because of his draft uh, value. I can get him as a discount. I don't, I don't have to go and get um, Deontay early. So I think Chase Claypool, because he's a big guy, I've been doing some, you know, a little bit of research, and I've been yeah. seeing that they want to use him all over the field. And he's 6'5", 6'6", 240. Um, if he can have 10-plus touchdown, that's a top 12 wide receiver maybe, maybe maybe 14 or something like that. So I want him to get 10-plus touchdowns, um, about 1,200 yards. I think he can do that this year. I think he's a bigger target for young quarterbacks. Deontay is a guy, like, got to create separation. That's timing. But Claypool is just one-on-one, throw it up, jump ball. And I trust it, kind of like a Drake London. You know, like, yeah. that's why I, I felt good about Drake London going to uh, Atlanta because I feel like Mariota could just throw it up. He ain't got to ask him to get a lot of separation. Deontay is going to have to have camaraderie with the, whoever the quarterback is. I think Claypool and Najee, they don't need camaraderie. They're just going to be guys that are big-time uh, talents in this offense. Yeah, with Deontay, uh, touchdowns will be – Interesting to see how, how that plays out, especially with um, more guys in the system that can score. You mentioned Chase Claypool. He had so Chase Claypool's rookie season. He had, he had a bunch of touchdowns. That was the difference this year. He didn't he didn't really score that much. Um, but now you had Pickens, you had Pat Fryermuth, who scored a decent amount for a rookie tight end. And, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson, number two in targets last year, 169, uh, number one in routes run. That 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 stands out to me because routes run to me kind of signifies what the playbook was. And, okay. you know, Mike Tomlin's still there. The offensive coordinator, I believe, is still there. And yes. uh, running the most routes to me means that the game plan shouldn't really change too much. Uh, but the quarterback situation is, is different. Uh, PPR, I, I still do like Deontay Johnson, especially wide receiver 14. I think he was, what, what was he last year? He was wide receiver eight last year. So mm -hmm. even if he regresses in the touchdown department and he's like wide receiver 11, 12, 13, 14. I still feel like that's a decent value. Um, I'm, I'm very curious about how Chase Claypool and George Pickens is going to play out though. Cause I cracked a joke and some other people were kind of chiming in. I was like, it's funny that they had Chase Claypool go up to the mic and announce the George Pickens pick because what if he's like, what if he kind of takes his job and he's like the next guy? I don't, I don't know. Did, did you like Pickens as a prospect? Yes, I did. I thought he was a good prospect. I think he only reason why he failed is because of his injury history. But I, Deontay, you know he's not. He you know he didn't show up for camp, right? Trying to get some more cash, I think. Another guy, cause bro, but he know they got Pickens to replace him, bro. They're not gonna give him no big bag. That's yeah. what it is because there's way too many receivers there. So they don't. They not. They don't. I don't know if it's the drop season that he had. They just don't trust him. Um, I think I think Claypool had this is his year. If he doesn't boom, then they got other guys that can replace him too. They're not gonna pay pay these young guys 40, 50 million dollars, kind of like they did with Antonio Brown when he kind of ruined the team. And I don't and I know it's two different situations, but I just don't think they're gonna pay Deontay a big bag. Um, but so this is his last year. I, I wouldn't be surprised, bro, if they traded him before training camp. I know that's a little bit out there. But they drafted Calvin Austin. Man, Calvin Austin is almost a replica of Deontay. He separates really good. I don't know if you watched a lot of Sauce Gardner, but he didn't give up any touchdowns. Yeah, Calvin zero. Austin was eating them. He was killing them. So they got a lot of receivers, bro. So I, me, Deontay, for us, just, just this year, I don't know if – I've never seen Trubisky hyper-target a guy like that, like Big Ben. Big Ben always hyper-targeted. Mike Wallace, Antonio Brown, Deontay. Is he going to get 12 targets again? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, people people bring up the the Allen Robinson year where Allen Robinson was the top 12 wide receiver with the Bears, but I don't think Mitch played that whole season. I think it was like a mix of – might have been a mix of him and Foles. I don't have that in front of me, but mm -hmm. uh, that might have been the case. Claypool, though, I know you, you, know, you kind of said uh, they might not want to pay um, Deontay. They might be kind of juggling the same thing with, with – Claypool down the road too because he kind of he kind of went backwards this past season he wasn't horrible but he had a really good uh, rookie season and then you know this year it kind of I think he was the same uh number wise with targets and receptions mm -hmm. and receiving yards right around the same but he played more games 
Um, so Pickens, though, I'm inter- I'm I'm interested in Pickens, especially for Dynasty, especially you know with both of us kind of saying that, and somebody was in the chat saying it as well that you know the Steelers don't really pay a ton of guys um, yeah. for the wide receiver position, and uh, you know George Pickens, if it wasn't for the injury. When he was like a freshman, he, when he was a freshman, he broke out. I mean, he was he was balling out as a freshman at Georgia. Yeah. And some people back then had him as the wide receiver one in this class. And then an yeah. injury happened and things yeah. changed from there. And then, you know, people are you know going to Twitter and saying, well, he's got character flaws and like this and that, which is here could be hearsay, could be true. But Pickens is a kind of sneaky dynasty guy because I think a lot of people in their rookie drafts right now are fading him because they're like, well, we got Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris and, and Chase Claypool and Pat Fryermuth. And I, I feel like that's not the best way to play dynasty. I don't, I don't know. You might be right. I, I not, and I'm guilty of it. I faded him. I'm like, it's too much, too much talent there. I don't want to be yeah. holding on to a guy in dynasty trying to wait till he get his opportunity. I played that game with a couple guys and it don't work out a lot. Right. So I, I'm kind of just, if Pickens, if he end up going like book balling this year, then maybe next year I can pick him. But this year it's just too cloudy for me to draft him and think that he can help my roster win this year. Yeah, that's that's true. That that's like uh, you know, I I approached some rookie drafts this year and I really liked I like Jameson Williams because I think that he can take a ball from ten yards and go seventy on any play. But yes. is that going to help? Is he going to help me win this year? I don't know because you know I have a couple teams that I feel like are contenders, yeah. and if he's gonna miss five weeks, does that help me? I don't know. Same with Pickens though. Like maybe I like Pickens. Is yep. he gonna help me win this year? Maybe yep. not. You know, it's that's it's dynasty. Yep, that's yeah. dynasty. Sometimes yeah. you gotta take a take a guy and stash him for a while, but it's all about the ADP where you got him. Yeah. If you take him in the first round to hold on for two years, yeah, he's not a tight end. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, let's get to the next one here. So, at Rewind CEO, my guy Bauer, he asked, is Bryson Hopkins worth a dynasty stash? So, a little bit about Bryson Hopkins. He uh, was a fourth-round pick to the Rams in 2020, pick 136. Uh, He has one target, one reception for nine yards. He got the first down in that play, though. Um, He's a tight end. Uh, Right now, the depth chart shows Higby, Blanton, Hopkins and Jacob Harris, who also was a fourth round pick in 2021. Um, I, I, I'm I'm chiming in here just on this one. Uh, Blanton, who I didn't know m- you know much about, uh, when Higby was injured, he stepped in uh, in the postseason. He had seven catches for 75 yards and a touchdown. And then Higby Higby doesn't light the world on fire, but he is on con- you know he he's under contract uh, through 2024, I think, or up until 2024. Uh, so he's, it's not like he's about to be a free agent, but, um, I'm, I'm curious, uh, any, any thoughts on, on Hopkins here? Well, you know, I'm, a, I love the stash players cause you never know who's going to take off. He's just a stash. Yeah. He just a stash. All, that's all you can do, bro. I mean, and I love that you brought up Blanton cause I thought Blanton has an opportunity. Maybe they, Higby, they, they, they don't renew his contract and he has to go to a new team, but I don't know if Hopkins is going to overtake Blanton. Blanton looked really good in the Super Bowl. Um, so Hopkins is just he's a tight end. You have to stash these guys sometimes three to four years because tight yeah. ends it's the hardest position to translate into the NFL. Um, yeah. it just is. You have to learn how to block like offensive lineman, and you have to learn how to run routes like a wide receiver, and that's hard. So uh, I think he's just a stash. Yeah, and I mean we see tight ends pop up out of nowhere that we knew nothing about in the past. I mean this past season. Like Conklin for the Vikings. Yeah. Not that I want. I don't want him in Dynasty to be honest. Yeah, but but he he had a bunch of good weeks, and we didn't right. know nothing about this guy. And right. even uh, I mentioned Tanyan or, or Tanyan earlier for the Packers. Yeah, we we thought it was going to be Jay Sternberger back then, and then it was yeah. him out of nowhere. So we we do see these guys happen. I'm not super interested uh, in holding him. To, I guess it's just depending on it's dependent on the size of my league. If my yeah. bench spots are ten. I'm probably not holding them. If it's like 17 or 15 or, you know, these deep leagues that some people play in, then you're good. It just really depends on how many roster spots do you have? Because if not, I can think of some other guys that don't cost a lot, you know, Gerald Everett's like guys like that, that are like not expensive, not cheap, but I'd rather just like try to get those guys versus, you know, Hopkins here. Yeah. He's a, uh, only a dynasty stash. Yeah. Redraft on like a 10 team oh, yeah. uh, bench spot. No way. I'm with you. Yeah. And, and dynasty. Yeah. It's got to depend on that, that roster, um, construction there. Um, uh, my guy, Jacob Dunn at ain't done yet 
He asks, uh, who are some of your late round targets in a redraft? So we're talking, we're in our redraft league. Maybe it's our home league. We're, we're getting towards the end of the draft. You're like, all right, I got to start, you know, taking some shots here. Maybe it's not at the very end, but it's just not that obvious choice. But uh, who, who stands out to you as maybe a later later round guy that uh, could be pretty valuable and uh, and why? Maybe just give me one and, and I'll do one too. Okay. So uh, I had five guys, but I'm going to give you one hey, at my Hey, hey you, you want to you want to plug – you want to plug him, plug him. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just go through them real quick, and I'll explain hey, on one guy. Uh, Adam Troutman uh, from the uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, Alan Lazard from the Green Bay Packers. Robbie Anderson from the Carolina Panthers. Rashad Penny from uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And Cole Komet from the Chicago Bears. Now, the oh. guy that I'm uh, liking for as the end of my draft is uh, Cole Komet. Um, I, I I don't know how far like what kind of lead you have, but that's a guy that I feel like everybody can get all the tight ends they want, and I think you still could be able to get Cole Komet because it's you know it's a lot of tight ends that people are seeking um, other than him. But uh, look at the target, look at the guys that's on Chicago. They have Darnell Mooney and Valus Jones. There's nobody else other than Cole Komet. Cole Komet could be second or third in tight end targets. For the whole NFL. So Cole Komet is a guy that you can wait late to get, and you pretty much can bank it that you're going to get him. 100% with you. Cole Komet is, I'm a, I'm a Bears fan, so there's a little, little bias here. But uh, Cole Komet, I, I talk, I've talked about on the podcast this past week, you know, uh, the, the boxes that the tight end position need to check for me is consistent targets and having some sort of receiving yard upside. Everybody knocks him because he didn't score touchdowns. I think touchdowns will come. If you get the targets, you get the receptions, the receiving yards, the touchdowns will come. I don't want that guy that gets three targets, yeah. but he scores some touchdowns. Like, I, 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 yeah, I'd rather get the guy that's like yeah. Travis Kelsey, Mark yeah. Andrews, like those. Yeah. And, and Cole Komet could, could be that sort of usage for the Bears. So I, I love that call. Yeah, he had a breakout season last year, but he just didn't score any touchdowns. Yeah. He, yeah. You know, he, what, he had like, what, 30, 40 more targets than he had last year, the year before? As a rookie, so he had a breakout season and just with no touchdowns. This is what Justin Fields has to learn, and I think it also has to do with the quarterback too. Yeah, I I'm I'm with you on that. And in in uh, looking at the the receiving room, it's empty right now. It's pretty empty. Um, and he could be that second guy. And you can't say that for a lot of teams that their tight end is the number two target. And that that could be the case for Cole Komet this uh, this year coming up. Yeah. Um, my 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 guy, and then I'm gonna run through just like random names like uh. You had a list of names, but my guy I threw out there, and it's not super deep. Uh, he's going as a wide receiver 58, so like pretty down the road, but he could have some upside. He needs to stay healthy, so I'll just like throw that out there. He's got to stay healthy, but I have some interest, and I know Jacoby Myers is there too, and I actually like Kendrick Bourne as well, but I have some interest in Devontae Parker if he can stay healthy, and the reason being for the reason being is last year. Uh, three, he only played nine games or nine full games. I wrote down, but three of them, he was a top 20 wide receiver, wide receiver, 17 in week four, 18 in week eight, and then 14 in week 15. And then not super long ago, 2019, he was the wide receiver 13 overall. He was number four in receiving yards that year. He was number three in total touchdowns in the Patriots. It's not like they picked him up from free agency for the low. They, they traded for him and they didn't trade a ton for him. But to me, when you go and grab a guy through a trade, that means you want that guy. And not long ago, he was pretty good for fantasy. So when I'm looking at wide receiver 58, could he be the wide receiver 38? Then it's a value to my my, my fantasy team because he's outperforming his ADP. So Parker Parker's one guy um, that I I have some interest in. I'm not like sold on him. A uh, mm-hmm. couple, couple other guys just to throw him out. I, I had a long list of sleepers from a thread a while ago, but. I threw out uh, Jameson Crowder is a guy, Brevin Jordan, tight end, Zay Jones. Um, just scrolling through here. I did say Kendrick Bourne as well, which it, it's it'll be interesting to see how the Patriots operate there. And uh, Russell Gage, a lot of people have talked about Russell Gage enough already, but uh, yeah. any thoughts on, on, on Parker? Yes, man, I think that's sneaky, but... They got so many wide receivers there. Who knows what Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick can cut Parker in in, in, in training camp, right? If if Tyquan Thornton comes up and balls out, right? So I just don't know, but I do like Parker. If 
um, I do like Parker. His athletic ability, his a jump ball wide receiver. I think Matt Jones needs to get the ball downfield this year. So that's why he bought in Parker. Parker's a great down the field, um, no separation type receiver. So you don't have to have separation. You just can throw it up to him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I like Parker, man. But I just don't know what Bill Belichick is going to do. And th- and that's it's such a it's such a such an interesting question to ask somebody like give me the order of how the targets are going to go for the wide receiver position in New England because we don't yeah. know is Parker <laughs> the wide receiver one like he he has a chance to be the wide receiver one yes. but so does so does Myers yeah. I'm not going to say Bourne does but Bourne last year had like four games of 20 fantasy points and he was top 10 I think in yards after catch something crazy like that and then you look at Thornton who they just grabbed too we we don't know how this order is going to go exactly. Yeah, but yeah, uh, don't forget about Nelson Aguilar. Is is he st- he's still on this the squad? He's still team. on that team too, bro. <laughs> Devontae Parker is one of the top contested catch wide receivers in the league. Yeah. He's got to stay in the field though. That 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 that's for sure. And I'm not like I'm not a big injury prone like talking about players like that guy. But it's just a fact. You got to be on the field, and uh, um, we, we see that often. All yeah. right, we got the next one here. We already talked about Elijah Moore a little bit. Interesting question though. Uh, uh, J Pep twenty, my guy Joe asks this for redraft: Darnell Mooney or Elijah Moore in redraft? This is tough because I am one of the biggest Elijah Moore guys that uh, you'll meet on this on this app probably. But I I look at Darnell Mooney and I'm I'm saying four games of 120 receiving yards last season. He's going to be the number one target for the Bears. The Bears might struggle, but he's still going to get a huge target share and he balled out this past season, Darnell Mooney. So I'm, I'm conflicted. I think I kind of lean Mooney just cause I know he's going to be the wide receiver one for this team. But w- w- what's your thoughts? Darnell Mooney all day. And yeah. the reason why, man, um, they didn't go and get any wide receiver that can threaten Darnell Mooney targets. Bayless Jones is just going to be an underneath guy that he needed that anyway. Yeah. Like he can't get every single target. So Darnell Mooney all day. And you know, me and you both love Elijah Moore. But it's just Darnell Mooney is the number one. So I believe that, man, um, this is going to be a run heavy. And you you know more about the Bears than me. So if I say something wrong, just correct me. I believe yeah. this is going to be a heavy run offense, play action deep to Darnell Mooney. Yeah, yeah. And we saw it last season. And it wasn't just from just from Justin Fields. But I think they they showed a good flash of a connection. I like Justin Fields as a passer. I know that he um, – he gets some knocks from people. I do like Justin, Justin Fields as a passer, but I'm, I'm with you. I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of Dave Montgomery. I think there's a lot of play action. I think Justin Fields, the playbook for him is finally going to be for him because last year yeah. Na- Na- Nagy, Nagy looked at Justin Fields and Andy Dalton said, we're going to have the same playbook for both of you guys, which makes no sense at all. I, I, I don't know, man. That's why one thing I learned, bro, you would think these guys – are smarter than me and you, but bruh, sometimes they not. And I don't know how they get jobs. Matt Nagy, what are you doing with Justin Fields? He should have been like, where's his rushing ability? Where is his, you know what I'm saying? Teaching him how to slide. You got to get this guy out in space to have this guy dropping back. Like he's a prototypical uh, pocket quarterback was you needed to be fired quickly. So Yeah. 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 All right. Got a a few more before we close things up here, but uh, at Andrew, Nordmere, hopefully I said that correctly. Appreciate the question, my guy. Uh, what offenses do you want no part of? So we're looking at uh, which which teams in the NFL. You're in a redraft league, and you're looking at that offense, and you're like, I I don't want anybody. And I I thought this was a pretty tough question, but I'm I'll go I'll, I'll go to you first because my 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 brain kind of and I wrote some stuff down. I'm like, I like this one guy on this team. I like this one guy. Yeah. I I don't think there's one team where I was like. I don't want anybody. I, I agree. I I, yeah. Uh, I agree 100%, bro. I went through, I'm like, well, there's at least one player that I might take. Yeah. And this yeah. play, this team has a big one player that I would take, but nobody yeah. else. And yeah. I know there's one other player that you might like on here, but I don't like him for his redraft. And yeah. it's the Titans. This, this team could be really good, but be like no, no, no like good fantasy football offensive players on the team uh, other than Derrick Henry. That's, and that's the guy that I'm saying that I will target. But other than yeah. that, I'm not taking Traylon Burks. He's a rookie, man. And, and I don't mean this. I don't say this in jest or disrespectful, but he needs an inhaler right now in the, in the in, like, through training camp, mini camps. Yeah. So why do I think he can handle a number one workload other than gadget plays that's manufactured for him to get off? 
I don't know if he can take on that. I mean, these guys have great technique. Just because you big don't mean that you're going to be able to get off. Uh, so I think Derrick Henry is the only guy that I can target on this offense. Uh, so, yeah, that's the team that I'm not touching. Nobody else on this offense is uh, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, it's interesting, um, especially, you know, I, I hope that Hooper for the tight end position has more of a Falcons year than a Browns year, mm. but he's also not a target of mine. He's not a guy I'm going to go and say, I'm drafting Austin Hooper in this redraft league. Mm -hmm. Robert Woods is a guy I've always liked, but, you know, we talked about guys that are coming off injuries. Is he good? Like, is he 90% good? Is he 60, 100? That'll be interesting. If he's 100% good, maybe maybe then I'm like, all right, if Robert Woods is sliding down the, the board, maybe I'm, I'm looking at Robert Woods. But that, that's interesting because I feel like the Titans, a lot of people are like, stud rookie. We've seen Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Maybe yeah. it's Traylon Burks. You know, everybody chases that next rookie. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, I posted a couple here. So I, I, I'm with you. You made a Saquon Barkley video the other day. Uh, sounded like you were, you were pretty, pretty in. Yes. Yes, yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you too. I think it's bounce back season for him. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder and uh, I think that he, he's due for a big bounce back and he's going to get the bag. If not from the giants from somewhere, Mm -hmm. The rest of the offense, you know, Galladay and Tony and uh, Robinson, I got question marks for a lot of them. So I think that they're, they might be one of the teams that I, I look at Barkley and say, I'm in the other guys. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sold on the Texans. I like some sleepers on that team. I yeah. love Brandon cooks, love Me Brandon too. cooks. And I, yeah. I'm still all in on Brandon cooks. Me too. I like Nico Collins. I like Mechie. I like Brevin Jordan, but they're yeah. all like sleeper maybes, you know? And, yes. uh, other team Jags, we talked about Etienne. Yeah, I like Etienne. Yeah, I, Kirk 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 might end up being pretty good. Mm -hmm. I guess it just depends on where he goes in the draft. And they got yes. you know Zay Zay Jones is a a deep deep league sleeper that I've kind of looked at a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know Evan Ingram, maybe he's a sleeper. Ooh. So some 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 of these teams, you know, are, are I, I feel like there's one guy. The rest, I'm not sure. We mentioned the Patriots. I'm not in on the running backs in all honesty because I think they might you know I don't know cross wires too much. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. Any thoughts on all, any, any of those teams? Yes, man. Um, I want to, bro. You be careful with the Giants, and I could be wrong. Yeah. But the yeah. reason why I'm big on like great coaching, man, I'm bigger on coaching than I am Good even point. players. Yeah. They all could come in here and change uh, Daniel Jones around. Yeah. And yeah. so, what would you do, like, if you're the offensive coordinator? What do you do to get Daniel Jones, uh, be be a better quarterback or get the ball out fast? Uh, it's, it's having fast little twitch guys like Kadarius Tony and Wandale Robinson. Yeah. I believe this team can provide two really good PPR floor guys. I believe Kadarius Tony or Rondell Robinson or both can be, have a good floor of 12 to 15 PPR points every game. Are they going to have these big blow up games? I don't know. Uh, I yeah. think Saquon is the guy to pick, but to keep the defense honest, in PPR, I think Rondell Robinson and Kadarius Tony can have a good season. And also Daniel Jones just completing passes, not turning the ball over. Do, do you have – so I got to ask about the other guy not mentioned. Do you have any hope for Kenny Galladay to have a, a bounce back? Or is he – are you kind of out on that guy? Uh, I'm taking him very, very late in the draft. So I'm, I'm not – because he has – I mean, he has, what, $80 million behind him? So yeah. I believe that he they're going to target him in the red zone, man, um, a lot to try to get him some touchdowns. But he's just not a high PPR target type guy. He just – He's more of a jump ball contested catch guy. And I think that's what they're trying to get Daniel Jones to throw the ball downfield a little bit more to Kenny Galladay. But I'm not picking him. Like, I'm not high on him or anything. I'm yeah, just not going to yeah. leave that name out as later in the draft. guess it just depends on where these these Giants players are falling in your drafts, too. Exactly. Because, again, it, uh, are you going to reach on Kenny Galladay? No. If he no. falls in your lap at the late rounds because nobody wants him, then maybe you take that shot. Or Kadarius Tony. a lot of people have been saying some really good things about him. Robinson, uh, some people uh, graded him high as a prospect. And, yeah. you know, some people thought people, uh, the Giants reached a little bit. There's a lot of, you know, push and pull with these, yeah. these guys. Um, la last one here, and then we'll, we'll close things up. But uh, okay. my guy, uh, my guys, Triple Play Fantasy, they ask, uh, at Trip Play Fantasy. It's a good question, too. Uh, where does Chris uh, Olave fit in your rookie rankings? So we know that he went to the Saints looking like Jameis Winston is a quarterback. We know Alvin Kamara's uh, in the backfield. In a healthy war, uh, world, it's uh, Alave with Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas, them three guys operating together. Um, he's a pretty good prospect. Alave, uh, actually, great route runner. He actually was ahead of Garrett Wilson in receptions, receiving yards, 
uh, when Justin Fields was a quarterback back at Ohio State, which some people forget about. But uh, where, where do you have him in your uh, your rankings? I, I I have him pretty pretty set in the same sort of range. But uh, what about yourself? I I I have Christian Watson ahead of him. I know he's going before Christian Watson, but I have him after Christian Watson. And the reason, man, especially with um um Jarvis Landry coming over there, that's going to hurt Chris Olave. He needed to work underneath. That's the only way he's going to have value to me. I don't think James is going to go out here and target a Justin Jefferson type, right? I, yeah. I just don't see James. He's he's still hopping around. So I I think Chris Olave is just a guy to pick because he, he is talent. And I wouldn't worry about, especially in Dynasty, what's his output is going to be because I feel like the, the Saints is trying to find their mojo. What type of team are we? Or is Michael Thomas going to play? If Alvin Kamara is going to play? So that can affect Chris Olave to me. So I'd rather take your boy Drake London um, and Christian Watson. But I might take Chris Olave over Traylon Burks and Gary Wilson. I might do that. It just depends on what I hear in, in the offseason, if they saying that he's doing good or they hyper-target him. So it just depends. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, a, that's another good point, too, because redraft, typically you're drafting closer to the season. Your dynasty rookie draft, though, you might have to make these picks pretty soon. I, I, I've i seen him go almost in every single draft of, of mine at the 107. For some reason, I always see Chris Olave 107, and that means sometimes people reach on somebody else or it's kind of chalk. Uh, a lot of the ones I've seen have gone like this, and uh, maybe not in this, this exact order, but Bre this is some of the drafts I've just seen. Brees Hall, Drake London, Kenneth Walker, Jameson Williams, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, and then Garrett, uh, I'm sorry, then Chris Olave. That's how I've seen it go typically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, and, and I'm I'm wondering, like, I keep hearing all these, these back and forths too with uh, Michael Thomas. Like, he's going to be back. He's not looking good. It's kind of strange to me that this ankle injury has been an injury for so long. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to really rate him. He He's probably, if I had to make a list of players, I don't know about you, if I had to make a list of players where – I don't know if I should put him, you know, number 12 or number 32. I don't yeah. I don't know where to put him. Michael Thomas to me is like that guy. Yes, I, I agree. Only reason why I'm taking him around and I can't because I took him a couple um uh dynasty leagues. Yeah. And I took him like eighth, ninth round on the super flex. And it just cause, man, I'm willing to bite the bullet if I have to. His vet, if he goes out there and plays like a 80% of Michael Thomas, I'm gonna be mad if I faded that. I'm gonna yeah. look at my team and be like, why the hell did I didn't pick Michael Thomas? Yeah. So I went on and took him. If he don't play, I'm fine with it. It is what it is. But what's really scary is his career could be could be like tainted by this ankle injury. He might not never be the same player, which yeah. goes in goes to why he was mad at the Saints. I don't know because I thought he, I thought he chose to play with that hurt ankle with Drew Brees being in his last season. So I don't know what's going on, but two years for an ankle injury? What the hell is yeah. going on? Yeah, I, I know that you know part of it might have been like contract stuff or or behind the scenes he wasn't getting along with stuff. Yeah. But it could it could just have been the ankle issue was like that bad. You know, yeah. it, he's been a an interesting uh, player to really think about heading into this next redraft season. But I think he's gonna be a guy we're gonna start hearing either a lot more stuff uh, from camp uh, four, or if we don't hear much, then that might be a, a big sign too. But uh, good, hey, good, good stuff though. I, I love yes, doing these, uh, these mailbag episodes. Cause again, we're hitting all these different topics and I feel like it's all stuff that we can put together and be like, Hey, here's some useful stuff for the, for the wise. So uh, appreciate you taking time out of your day, man, to, uh, to hop on the podcast. Um, I do want to close out and uh, let you, uh, remind everybody where to follow you because they might be listening to this in their car later on during the week. And uh, let us know if you got anything coming up you want us to check out uh, maybe this week or or just coming up in general. Yes. Well, first of all, he will, guys. I will be doing a um, live tune in. Um, I'm sorry, bro. What's your what name you go by? Nick. 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 I'm sorry, Nick. No, you're good. Um, you're good. Nick will be Nick will be coming on a live, guys. So make sure you tune in um to my channel, and Nick will be coming on to my channel. But yeah, guys, you can find me on any social media platform, guys, um, from uh, you, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I'm on there. And guys, go follow, go sign up for my OnlyFans. I got listener leagues. I got uh, content creator leagues. I got high stake leagues, low stake leagues. Guys, you want to get in these leagues? You see all different dynamic drafting and stuff like that. So 
Um, I know a lot of people want to just measure your skills. Um, so guys, uh, make sure you sign up for my OnlyFans. And um, yeah, man, it was a blessing to be on today, bro, bro. Appreciate it. For sure, man. We'll we'll link up again sometime soon on uh, on your stuff. Uh, again, on Twitter, you can find him uh, at sports g o o d e, and mm -hmm. uh, he's dropping content everywhere. So again, appreciate you being on the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I, I will be live on Wednesday for Fantasy Points with Scott Barrett. We have a special guest, and uh, we'll be going through some stuff on there. But uh, enjoy the rest of your night, guys, and uh, have a good uh, good week. Yep.